5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. PJ Show on a Thursday as we wrap up the week. Lido missed the boat that day. He left the shack. But that was all he missed. And he ain't coming back. music right there fellas y'all need a little education so a little boz skaggs lido shuffle from the album silk degrees this might have even been before my time but this is all the best stuff right i got uh, a little uh tickled and I, and I mean, I mean no disrespect by this, but I did get a little tickled when I saw that Brendan Kelly had put himself in the uh, transfer portal. And I mean, his dad, of course, played at ECU in the 80s, Charlie Harrison and Mike Steele. Good guy. But he Kelly's kind of the ultimate victory cigar. And... Uh, but a good guy, a good basketball player. But um, <laughs> it, it, you know, after all the hubbub with Frank and the kid they signed out, signed out of Mount Zion, I, I don't. It just, it just, you know. Now, hey, look, Kelly played for Bob Hurley Senior. I mean, he's. I, it just tickled me when I saw he was in the portal last night. And I, it, look. And I don't mean any disrespect by any of this, but I think if he goes and maybe hits the D2 level or even D3 level, he'll be a great player because he, he he's just used to a little quicker pace for those Joe Dooley practices at the D1 level. And he, he can make a very nice career for himself collegiately, and I, and I hope he goes somewhere and gets to play. I really do. Um, welcome in. It's a shortened edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. We're going to be taking a look at ECU – lacrosse later on as uh, the Pirates get set to 
match up with uh, Temple uh, at uh, Johnson Stadium. Tell you what's uh, in store for uh, Pirate Lacrosse the rest of the way. Their head coach, Amanda Moore, coming up in just a little bit. Again, a shortened edition today of uh, the world-famous Patrick Johnson Show. It's nice to have you along. Uh, final show of the week because we are uh, going to be taking Good Friday off. I'm sticking with that tradition. We'll be on Talk of the Town tomorrow, but we're off from Talk of the Town Monday. I just found that out. Uh, but we're doing our show Monday. I wish I'd, I could have lined it up a little better. But uh, anyway, it is tis what it is. And uh, still, I, I got plenty of stuff to do this weekend since we're getting ready to to hit the moving trail and uh, and move uh, to our new place. So, all right, um, new home, excuse me. Uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington in the studio today. Uh, he'll be uh, on the uh, scoreboard duty for Pirate Baseball tonight. ECU coming off a 7-1 resounding victory uh, against the Elon Phoenix, formerly the Fighting Christians. Josh Moylan returned to uh, action this uh, week after missing the last two games of the Wichita State Series, went four for four. Uh, that's a career high. And uh, so uh, he'll try to keep that going. He's been great since he returned from uh, to action following the UNCW game. Of course, Ryder Giles goes tonight. He'll be uh, opposed by UCF righty Connor Stain. Both guys undefeated. Stain is making his ninth appearance and start tonight, 4-0. No ERA. He's completed a game. Might be the pitcher of the year in the American. 32 and two-thirds, 40 strikeouts, 13 walks, only 11 hits allowed. Giles was dazzling. Seven innings, eight strikeouts in game one last Friday against Wichita State. Ryder with an 036 Ernie. 3-0 on the year. This will be his fifth start. He's pitched 25 in a third innings and struck out 23, walked only four, and has given up 13 uh, hits. The Friday game two matchup, Jake Kuchmaner at 3-2 with a 375 earned run average against Hunter Patterson. Uh, the lefty, uh, 202 ERA, 2-1. Two He'll be making his seventh start for UCF. Uh, right now, game three Saturday, which, by the way, has been moved up to 2 o'clock. Uh, it is uh, TBA. We'll start for both. I, Josh Groves may be in there. We'll see. I, 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 it's not been announced. Probably won't be announced till game day. Maybe, maybe Saturday. Maybe Saturday late. Uh, this will be uh, tonight, the 58th meeting, and then Friday, the 59th, Saturday, the 60th meeting between the two programs all time. Uh, as uh, ECU leads the series 40-17. to Pirates uh, dropped their last outing against UCF in the AAC Championships down in Clearwater. Uh, Pirates won 5-2, and then UCF won 2-1. Uh, the Golden Knights come in 21-12 on the year. Pirates are 19-15. Uh, UCF 5-1 in the American. Pirates 4-2 have uh, won both of their first two series. Uh, RPI and the NCAA, Pirates 77th, UCF 81st. So this is a big game for both programs this weekend. Uh, D1 Baseball likes the Pirates winning the American and getting in as a third seed in the regional in Charlottesville. But 
Uh, Pirates, as of last weekend, going in were kind of that on the bubble. UCF could help their chances. They're a little beyond the Pirates as far as being on the bubble, outside looking in. Uh, And uh, if the Knights win this series or sweep this series, that obviously is a huge feather in their cap. Pirates, same thing. Uh, This creates a little separation for them. East Carolina is about to embark on, I think, its most important stretch of the baseball season. Never mind what's happened. Never mind what will happen. Never mind what could happen. Uh, I think this stretch here, three at UCF, Wilmington at home Tuesday, three at Tulane next weekend, followed by a game at NC State the following Tuesday, the 26th. In my humble opinion, you like the way I said that, didn't you? In my humble opinion, uh, I think four and four in this stretch does not cut it. Three and five would be devastating. Five and three at a minimum. Six and two would be pretty good. I think you you get six wins out of these next eight games. And I I believe, I believe that uh, you have done a lot to help your at-large chances potentially. Now, winning on the road's tough. You got seven of those eight on the road, but you get somehow two out of three in Orlando. That's big. Got Wilmington at home. If you can beat Wilmington, they're probably going to be the team that could win the Colonial, they're certainly going to challenge for that single bid in that league. Tulane's having a fabulous year. That's huge next weekend. And then winning at State, winning on the road against a team that's, like you, a projected third seed in the tournament right now. And frankly, probably has more opportunities to build on that than the Pirates do right now. That's That would be impressive. Because really beyond that, and Cliff Godwin's not going to like hearing this, but the Pirates would have to play mighty, mighty poorly in the stretch that includes Cincinnati, Memphis, Duke, South Florida, Campbell, and Houston. And Campbell and Houston's a tough way to end the year. South Florida, we know what they did last year, not a great season this year. Duke always gets better, but they are really struggling in the ACC right now. Memphis might be one of the worst teams in what you would consider big-time college baseball, which the American is part of, and the Pirates have already beaten Cincinnati this year uh, in a series. Get them at home, you like your chances there. So, again, I think the next eight games are the big stretch in this thing for East Carolina. I think that is the the proverbial difference maker for the Pirates season. I think if East Carolina can uh, somehow get out of this stretch, uh, at least five wins, certainly six wins or more, that really, 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 really helps things tremendously. Uh, Pirates are coming off a weekend in which they got two out of three from Wichita State. Ryder Giles and Jacob Jenkins Cowart getting some AAC honors. So congratulations uh, to them. Of course, Cliff Godwin uh, spent some part of his coaching career at UCF, so he's very familiar with the world down there. There's the connection to... uh, to UCF, was, he was the associate head coach and recruiting coordinator. That is before his uh, three-, four-year run at Ole Miss prior to coming to East Carolina. Uh, and uh, Coach Godwin has had the first-ever AAC sweep as he was the head coach back in 2015 of UCF. So that was very big and very emotional and a big deal for him. So that is uh, kind of where the Pirates are uh, in some of the 
you know, superlatives going into UCF. Cliff Godwin all time against UCF, 18 and 7. So the 26th meeting for Coach Godwin against the team where he was on staff previously. We don't have a lot of time to dilly-dally today, so we're going to uh, grab our first break. We are leading you into coverage. Scotty Rogers uh, down in Orlando. We will be checking in with him at quarter till six today. Pirate pregame will start, and that'll get you ready for ECU v. UCF. We've got all three games, every pitch, every inning, every game, all season long here on the flagship of the Pirates 94-3 the game. We're breaking, we're coming back, and we've got uh, more of the Patrick Johnson Show. And coming up in just a little bit, we're going to hear from uh, Amanda Moore. She'll join us to talk ECU lacrosse as uh, they get off to a fine start this year. They will be looking to uh, qualify for the postseason, uh, the conference uh, portion of that, and a big game coming up against Temple. We'll tell you more about that. Stay tuned. A lot more to come here on the PJ Show on 94.3 The Game. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. On your flagship home of Pirate Football. 94.3 The Game. Time now for an update from Town Insurance. I've got my friend Jim Clement in the studio with me. Jim, great to see you. What's new at Town Insurance? What's new, Henry, is our growth in this state. We have now exceeded $60 million in revenue with 300 employees over both states, Virginia and North Carolina. But North Carolina, our footprint goes from Corolla down to Wilmington to Kinston, Greenville, Raleigh, and our newest operation in Charlotte. So, Jim, what does that mean for all of your clients and uh, friends in eastern North Carolina? Because of town's massive resources, meaning access to more companies, and markets, we are able to serve all of our clients right here in eastern North Carolina with their personal lines, their commercial lines, their life and health needs, or their small business needs. We continue to hear more and more about town insurance, and uh, it's great to have you in here giving us an update today. How about people who aren't doing business with you right now in eastern North Carolina? What would you say to them? Come to town today. What's the telephone number? 756-8300. Another prescription, another surgery, here we go again. But the joint pain is still here. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting a different result. Try something new that can lead you to a better life. Football champion Emmett Smith's talking about QC Kinetics, all-natural, non-invasive alternatives to surgery and harmful pain medications. I tried to avoid as many of those things as possible because I did not want to get hooked on pain meds. I didn't want those things to hamper my life. Patients across the country are saying no to pain meds and discovering QC Kinetics' all-natural, biologic, long-lasting solutions to pain relief, regenerative treatments that help your body restore damaged tissue and get rid of the pain. The natural biologics that QC Kinetics is providing you gives your body a chance to naturally heal itself. End the cycle of pain meds and avoid surgery. Call QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-PAIN. QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. At U.S. Cellular, we know you have a choice of wireless carriers. And while the other guys may limit your choice of free phones, at U.S. Cellular, you can choose any phone from any brand for free. Plus, get unlimited data for just $30 a month with four lines. U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Terms apply. See uscellular.com for details. 
Now that life is returning to normal, we've found a lot of good things that came from the pandemic. One of them is not having to go to the wireless store anymore. The Cellular Warehouse team has been in the business of delivering phones to your home and office for 20 years. People found out about our free delivery service and they love the ease of getting a new phone, tablet, or hotspot. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 so you can start experiencing the joy of never going to a wireless store again. 252-799-7051. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. Cellular authorized agent. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers are available. Sorry about that, I screwed it up. Let me do it again. <laughs> Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers available now online at the all-new 943thegame.com. And now, fun, man. back to the P-Man, the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. I thought it looked really good. Yeah, very classy, very sharp. I just, yeah, I was just telling uh, the ref about, yeah, I like the ECU Health logo. Biden and East Carolina announcing that today. That uh, partnership that started at the beginning of the year, co-branded. Uh, now is ECU Health, and uh, it's a good marriage between the School of Medicine and Biden. That's a very positive thing for uh, university, for the health system, and really for everybody in Eastern North Carolina, in my opinion. Uh, it starts next month, yeah. All right, uh, maybe you're looking at a new gig out there. Victra, largest cellular provider for one of the nation's largest cell companies. Largest independent retailer, I should say, for one of the nation's largest uh, companies. In the cell business, Victra has open positions for customer service, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care and operation support, commission potential through the roof. Tremendous, tremendous benefits. They include medical, dental, vision. So maybe you're not familiar with how this would work. They got paid face-to-face training. You're going to get 50% off your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday if you need that. And 401k matching. You can earn top dollar while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. Victra holding uh, their hiring events throughout the last few months. There's some more for the future. And they're taking apps online right now. That's pit-jobs.com, pit-jobs.com for Victra. Great sponsor of IBX Media, great community steward. Uh, and also a, a company that uh, is growing by leaps and bounds here in Pitt County. It's very cool to see uh, Victor have the success they're having. I'm very happy for uh, the people over there and uh, hearing good things. All right, uh, here's some things now from uh, the ref, Philip Pilkington. He's got a 94-3 The Game Sports update. And uh, after we hear from the ref on the other side, we will have for you... Uh, Coach Amanda Moore will talk a little bit of uh, ECU lacrosse and their upcoming game this weekend. Philip, All 
Thanks, Patrick. Philip Hilkington here with your 94-3 The Game Sports update. We will start on the gridiron in the NFL. Some former big-name wide receivers were signed today as the Green Bay Packers and Sammy Watkins agreed to a deal that is one year long, worth $4 million. And A.J. Green is going to the Cardinals on a one-year deal. The price of that deal not yet been announced. To college football, the first preseason top 10 poll came out today. The list goes Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, Texas, Michigan, OU, Pitt, and Auburn. In ECU football news, Pirate linebacker Cruz Temple has entered the transfer portal. To the NBA, the Mavs have announced that Luka Dantich will miss the first game of the playoffs against the Jazz on Saturday. And to Major League Baseball, there are some midweek, midday games going on so far today as the Cardinals are visiting the Brewers. That game just got underway in the top of the first. No score in that one. And already going final today, the Mariners beat the White Sox in Chicago 5-1, to and the A's beat the Rays 6-3. to That game was played in Tampa. That'll do it for your 94-3 The Game Sports Update. I'm Philip Bilkington. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of Pirate Basketball, 94-3 The Game. Inner Banks Media is kicking off spring with a Friday night fling. Are you ready? Live at the new Wildwood Park in Greenville on Friday, April 22nd. Enjoy fun for the whole family with live music from the main event band. and food trucks and even kayaks that you can use to watch the concert from the water and best of all admission is free the spring kickoff party at wildwood park begins at 5 30 p.m friday april 22nd don't miss the official kickoff to spring thanks to the city of greenville the junior league of greenville and inner banks media hello stranger Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. Texas Roadhouse in Greenville is happy to support the community. At Texas Roadhouse, they not only want to be your favorite restaurant, they also want you to know they love this community and love supporting it. From providing food for charity golf tournaments to their school support programs, Texas Roadhouse is there when the Greenville community needs them. Also, it doesn't hurt that their food is awesome. Steaks, ribs, chicken, you name it, it's legendary. Texas Roadhouse, Southwest Greenville Boulevard, Greenville. Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newbern is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Roebuck Staffing at 252-364-8700 or find them online at roebuckstaffing.com. 
For over 100 years, the families at Bertie County Peanuts have been growing and selling peanuts. Much has changed since 1919, but quality is still number one. So if you're looking for great North Carolina snacks and gifts, look no further than Bertie County Peanuts. Small batch, hand-cooked, and 100% guaranteed. You can't go wrong with their gourmet peanuts. Shop online at BertieCountyPeanuts.net and your order will be delivered right to your front door. Bertie County Peanuts, a North Carolina tradition. Your home of the ECU Pirates, Dan Patrick and Adam Gold, 94.3 The Game, Eastern Carolina's home for sports. And now, back to the P-Man. Back, back, back. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Well, we're two weeks away from the concert on the Common, Greenville Toyota Amphitheater at the Town Common. First show, the 28th, two weeks from tonight, Jim Quick and the Coastline Band. Also, Chicago Rewired, a Chicago tribute band on May 12th, the 26th. The Embers featuring Craig Woolard. On the 9th, On the Border, that's in June, the Ultimate Eagles tribute. Always a lot of fun. 23rd of June, Trial by Fire, they're a Journey tribute band. Thanks to the city of Greenville, the Junior League, they'll be serving up beverages again this year. It's sponsored by Concert on the Common is the Ritchie Law Firm, SCA Collections, Greenville Utilities, Vidant, the Air Doctor, Town Bank, Pitt Greenville Airport, Carolina Eagle Distributing, Sawyer's Fun Park, State Farm Insurance, Greenville Toyota, and Sudden Link, our Concert on the Common series. Gets underway two weeks from tonight. We now turn our attention to ECU lacrosse, which got off to a uh, dazzling start this year. Nice 4-0 and beginning. And currently they sit at 8-6, uh, 1-1 one one in American Athletic Conference play. Very happy at this uh, juncture in the show to be joined by the head coach of uh, Pirate Lacrosse, Amanda Moore. Coach Moore, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Well, welcome back uh, to the Patrick Johnson Show. It's wonderful, uh, certainly wonderful to have you on. We got a big game coming up on uh, Saturday. Uh, Pirates will be uh, at home against uh, those hated Temple Owls, a high noon uh, beginning at uh, Johnson Stadium. More on that in just a little bit and uh, more on uh, kind of the remaining slate for you and what's at stake. But uh, as far as the season to date, it seems like Really nice start for you all. You took uh, took took a couple of uh, tough losses against some top 25 teams, but that probably gave you a pretty good idea of maybe where the program was after that good beginning, I'd have to imagine. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, like, no coach likes losing, um, but we felt like from those losses, again, like you said, against, you know, Duke and, and Jacksonville, um, especially, and Hopkins, Johns Hopkins, like mm-hmm. we were able to learn a lot about ourselves and really felt like that helped us kind of sharpen up for, for conference play. Coach, how do you feel about uh, where the program uh, is now, your your fourth year uh, in charge of things with women's lacrosse? Yeah, you know, so um, so we're, we're right now, we're in the middle of our, our fifth year, um, two of which were, of course, uh, covid um, or, or somehow impacted by COVID, you know, but it feels like right now we've really made strides um, this past year, whereas like the last two years during COVID, we've sort of made small steps forward and, you know, like maybe occasionally a, a step back with, um, you know, people out 
um, due to COVID circumstances. It really feels like each game, you know, we're able to grow and get better. And we've seen huge strides from where we started in fall ball to where we are right now in conference play. Well, how, how much, I mean, COVID affected everybody, but for your program in particular, how, how particularly uh, uh, big of an obstacle was it? What were the kind of major setbacks? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, like, like you said, everybody had obstacles and obviously that was very challenging. Like our athletic director, John Gilbert said, you know, we were all going to experience, you know, extreme inconveniences you know, from a personnel and availability standpoint. And I think, you know, we were not, um, we we, uh, we definitely had some of that, um, you know. So it was just hard from the standpoint of your young program, right? You know, that you didn't necessarily have um, a ton of on-field experience because you were still building those on-field experiences. And we had a team that really, you know, benefits from practice and from training at, you know, a consistent level. Um, you know, and that was something that we really needed. And we've seen, I think, growth, you know, exponentially this year, more so than the last two years because of that consistency and availability of players to practice. We've got uh, Coach Amanda Moore, ECU women's lacrosse uh, with us here. Pirates have uh, a game coming up on uh, Saturday at home, 12 noon against Temple, as uh, they uh, really need to well, ideally win all three of their remaining uh, contests, but uh, two of three and the Pirates are in pretty good position as far as uh, the postseason goes. Actually, excellent uh, position. We'll, we'll talk a little more about the uh, the game on uh, Saturday and uh, the remainder of the season. Uh, Coach, uh, the sport seems to be growing leaps and bounds, at least here in the state, and I would presume that uh, is, is also something regionally and nationally that, well, nationally it's already taken off in parts of the country, but uh, certainly in this state and, and maybe even regionally that uh, that this state this sport has gotten bigger so that that has to open up uh new recruiting areas for you uh potentially yeah that's you know that's that's certainly the hope right now lacrosse in the state of north carolina is probably the strongest in the triangle area but we're just really excited and invigorated by the fact that we had i think some 90 youth players from the outer banks at our odu game um i know that the pit lacrosse group here in Pitt County has seen a big surge in participation, both on the girls and the boys side. Um, you know, so that's, that's something that definitely, you know, you, you think about towards the future and recruiting and, and how that'll impact you. And we have our first local player coming to play for us next year. Yeah, um, yeah. one level. So that's, you, you know, you, you hope for it. Obviously, you know, it's our job to you know put together the most competitive recruiting class. And that does require us to go outside of the state and, and look towards that mid-Atlantic, that northeast region where, you know, there's more of a traditional sort of hotbed for the sport. Um, but we're always looking for developing areas and talent. Yeah, that was a, a cool moment to, to see that. Uh, and, and while there's only so much you could say at this juncture, point is to be able to get local kids – uh, that's huge, is it not? I mean, boy, that, that, could, that could really be tremendous for your program, it seems, Coach. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, to have a, a role model, you know, you see the the impact that Holt Mailers has for the football program being, you know, such a kind of a local legend and, and here competing at the Division One level for ECU. You know, it's, it's your role model. You have somebody from your hometown that maybe, you know, you were thinking about picking up a different sport, but now or, or focusing yourself towards a different sport, but you have someone that maybe was your babysitter or maybe, um, you got to go watch right, at a right. high school level, and, you know, it's a big impact. Big Coach, responsibility, too. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Coach, let's let's name names here. Give me some uh, 
some players on this year's roster that have uh, shown out for you? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, I think the first person is Meg Trinisky, um, senior um, from upstate New York. She's just really come on strong lately for us. Um, is, is, is one of the quarterbacks of our offense and, and a really a dual threat, both from a dodging 1v1 and feeding standpoint. Um, just really, just really doing a great job for us and, and leading from behind the net. Um, and, and it's been outstanding. And then I would say too, you know, really excited about the play that we've seen from, from some of our younger players. Um, Alex Jacqueline on defense, really kind of anchoring things down. Um, you know, she's leading our team right now and caused turnovers. Um, just been, has been really, really solid on some of her matchups and allows us to do things as a unit um, and, and really kind of, uh, you know, take away looks from opponents. Coach, let me ask you a little bit about just to kind of revert back to, to philosophy and, and that, you know, we hear a lot of uh, coaches in other sports talk about they, they don't want specialization. They want students, uh, student athletes that play uh, different sports growing up, different sports as far as high school goes now lacrosse at a big level i mean it is a travel sport it is a national travel sport as far as you know the prep goes uh the prep level goes with that said uh there's elements of soccer there's a lot of elements of basketball so in an ideal scenario uh it would behoove i would think uh a student athlete anyone interested in being a a lacrosse player at the college level to, to at least participate in some of those other sports, because a lot of the principles at the core are somewhat similar. Absolutely. I mean, hands down and, and you hit the nail on the head. It's like, and I would even throw in hockey too. Mm-hmm. Um, like mm-hmm. basketball and hockey are probably the most similar to our sport. You know, you've got the crease, you can play behind, behind the cage a little bit um, where you see the hockey aspect and our defensive schemes are extremely similar to basketball. You know, when you think about zones and man-to-man play or yeah, a full-court yeah. press, like mm-hmm. all of that comes into play in lacrosse, but we're just doing it on a soccer-sized field. <laughs> <laughs> right. With more bodies. You know, we're just we're just probably running close to seven to nine miles a game. Um, I don't think basketball hits quite the same mileage. Right. Uh, but, but I mean, there are there are plays you set up. There are press breakers that you set up. I mean, they're, they're, that basketball really has a ton of similarities uh, yeah, to the sport. Yeah, like picks. Screens. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you talk about all of that, you know, like double picks or, you know, you're cutting through to create space, um, hands down. Yep. Exactly like basketball. When you look at the schedule, Coach Moore, um, obviously the American is what it is. Uh, you have other programs that are uh, developing, are uh, uh, growing their programs or teams, but then you do probably have to, to look at taking on tradition rich powers like Johns Hopkins. Uh, Duke, where you have uh, some history as well. So uh, yeah. w- when you're putting together that, that kind of schedule, there is the need to keep it regional, if you will. Uh, and and I guess the uh, the fact that we're seeing more programs does help that cause a little bit. But also you want to schedule up some. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, if you want to be the best, you have to play the best, um, you know, and, and, and compete against the best and not be afraid of competition. So I think that's something that we do challenge ourselves on. Obviously, when you create your schedule, you want a little bit of a mix of competition. But for us, you know, getting up to Hopkins, you know, the score 14 to 7 didn't feel indicative of the game, you know, the way the game felt. It felt really competitive. Um, and it was also huge for us recruiting, um, you know, to have a game right there in the heart of lacrosse in Baltimore um, on a historic field was, was significant for us from a recruiting standpoint as well to get that exposure. 
It's great to catch up with Coach Amanda Moore, Pirate Lacrosse, with a couple more uh, home games left this season. Pirates had won three in a row before a tough luck loss last uh, weekend at Vanderbilt, who is uh, in the American as a uh, an affiliate member uh, in in lacrosse. Uh, Coach, uh, another another thing about the sport before we we talk about the the game Saturday and the, the stretch run, um, you know there are there's some strides I know made to. I don't want to say speed the game up, uh, but uh, to maybe generate more offense. Do you like that so mm-hmm. far? Uh, has that been? Are there some other things that maybe it. need to be done to tweak that a little? What are your thoughts on that? No. Um, so you know what you're referencing is the shot clock. Uh, women's lacrosse was the first between men's and women's lacrosse to go to it. Um, you have 90 seconds, basically, from the goalie, from it hitting the goalie, hitting the pipe, or being turned over. Um, just putting it in the back of the net or hitting the goalie or hitting a pipe um, to reset. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the shot clock. Um, I feel like, you know, it would, you would get yourselves in a tight game and there would be, you know, 10 minutes left and suddenly you see teams pull out and stall. Right. Uh, and it just, you know, for generating, like you said, growth in the sport and interest in the sport, um, you know, where that starts is obviously television exposure too, or one of the places that happens is television exposure. It was terrible for the game. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. But, it was, yeah. but it was one of the things that I think all of us coaches did it. So if somebody says they didn't do it to win a game, they're totally lying. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, like, um, I, you know, I even know, like, at, you know, Duke, everybody that we played, and, and we occasionally at times had to do it two to win a game. It was just where the game was at. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the shot clock um, speeding up the, the game. And I think there's, there's just great strategy to it, too. Yeah. Um, in terms of your possession time, again, similar to basketball. So, um, on that note, you mentioned television. I, I, I think for a sport like yours, uh, the ESPN Plus agreement, and, and having worked in those broadcasts, I know how professional the uh, crews are and how much uh, of the production value. I mean, it's, uh, look, I get comments all the time from friends at other uh, institutions or that broadcast. For other institutions or conferences that say, "Boy, you guys really do a, a, a top caliber network quality job with that," and they do. The people involved with that are, are excellent. Um, Thank you. And so that's got to be good for your sport too, having that kind of exposure. It, it, you know, it's awesome. And you know, like you said, I give a shout out to our guy Greg Pierce and his staff and his crew. They are phenomenal, and I would say great for the growth of the sport. You know, that you can come home and. And put on a game uh, you know, that's, that's really well produced, commentated. You've got, you know, just great information, and you're learning about the game while you're watching it. But it's also great for our current players. Um, you know, a lot of times when we get to scouting, you know, our, our girls, you know, they've all got mom and dad's ESPN, you know, plus accounts that they've got accounts <laughs> right, of their own. Right. <laughs> you know, and and we're trying to like tell them stuff, but they're just such last rats already that they're like, well, Mandy, we saw this in this game, I and mean, I'm like. Yes, yes, you did. I'm impressed that we've already watched that. Great job, guys. Like, they they don't know, want to watch film with you, Coach, but they can watch <laughs> the game replay on their phone. They love that. Yeah, I, I they're get like, it. Like, they're like, you know, like, man, like, we already watched it. Like, we're good. And you're like, no, we're going to watch it together. <laughs> All right. So, you know, t- so that's cool. Yeah, so Temple coming up Saturday at noon. What's on the line here? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's, we've got to win. We have to win. One, one more of the next three to be in the conversation, two of the next three, and we're a lock for conference playoffs. Um, and we're hosting this year, which is huge. You know, so obviously there's a little extra incentive to be in it for us. And um, we very much 
want to be in it. We missed it by, it felt like literally a goal last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that the top four that make it and there's six total, but for us, it's Temple this weekend, uh, Cincinnati the following weekend at Cincinnati or senior day versus University of Florida, because they are the other, um, team that is in our conference yeah. that is SEC. Right. The affiliate member, if you will. Yeah. Um, Coach, if uh, you win all three, certainly in. Uh, two out of three, great shot. And then uh, you just don't want to leave it where, you know. I'll be, your face in someone else's hands. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, don't want to do that. Got to take them one at a time. So Saturday's the, the most important game on the schedule right now. Absolutely. 100%, Patrick. Yep. Hey, Coach, great to catch up with you and uh, talk to sport. Congratulations on the inroads locally. And uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you soon. Thanks so much, Patrick. I uh, hope to see uh, you and everybody out there at 12 o'clock on Johnson Stadium this Saturday. Thank you, Coach. Sure will. Amanda Moore, you see you lacrosse, Coach. Thanks to her for joining us. Uh, best of luck against Temple this weekend. Hey, no show tomorrow. It is a Good Friday uh, edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. We'll lead you into ECU baseball coverage, but uh, we'll have uh, a recap of uh, some of our interviews from uh, here in recent weeks, including Mike Houston when he was in studio and a few days ago, in case you missed it, Donnie Kirkpatrick will recap uh, that one for you. So Pirate Baseball coming up in just a little bit. And uh, tomorrow, Friday, a 5.45 airtime with a 6 o'clock first pitch. Saturday, the game time has been moved to 2 o'clock. So a 1.45 pregame show on Saturday. No game Sunday because of the Easter holiday. I hope you have a fantastic uh, Easter holiday. We will be back Monday. Cliff Godwins will go inside the ECU clubhouse, plus everything else going on from the weekend. See you then. Have a great holiday weekend, everybody. This isn't your regular cola. So this isn't your regular cola ad. No beach parties or family barbecues here. Just Nitro Pepsi.